The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged, a DEI thought leader and a LinkedIn top voice. And I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, Dee. I'm Mita Malik, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, a business leader, a LinkedIn top voice, and most importantly, a mom. And Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and from me to her view as a South Asian woman. And at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out of the story. We have lots of stories. And then we provide you tips you need on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are. All right, so let's get right into it. Mita, what are we talking about on today's show? All right, Dee, here we go. Sounds like you want my ideas again for free. Sounds like you want my ideas again for free. So Dee and I leave no story unturned. We get into it. We're going to spill the tea. We're going to have some good conversation and leave you with tips at the end. And I think, Dee, this is, as all of our conversations, a really important one for allies to listen into. But the fact that we're talking about it again, how many episodes have we discussed this? Like, I feel like, and even on LinkedIn, I know you in the formal capacity for the newsletter or the weekly, and then you've commented your random Mita-isms. I've commented, I've shared, and everybody on LinkedIn swoops in. I even saw my mentor swoop in and like thumbs up on this topic. I mean, a lot of people. So it's so crazy that we are, we're talking about it again. So why are we talking about this again? Well, it needs to be discussed again because it's an evergreen topic, I feel. But I, of course, have a story, which I waited to talk to you about at the Brown Table Talk. I knew, I knew it was a story behind it. I'm like, look, somebody said something. Somebody else has asked me to and pushed all the buttons. And so, okay, what happened this time? So here is, D. what happened this time? This, I just, I've almost sent you this screenshot. Listen, we always protect the innocent, D says. We always protect the innocent, but amongst friends, I send you things. So, D. I know one of the reasons we started this podcast is because we wish we had more hours in the day. We want to help as many women of color and allies as possible. Also, as you know, when I get DMs and LinkedIn and messages, I try to respond. I try to respond. So I get into a back and forth with somebody who is writing a book and wants to interview me. And so at the time, I'm busy launching my own book, which I'm still busy launching. But I said, you know, get back to me in a month and we can circle back. She gets back to me in a month and I'm like, send me the details. But here's what I find interesting about this language, okay? This individual is writing a book about leadership. She's interviewing women like me as background. Oh, okay. Keep going. And that's it. It's like, so I would love to take your time. I want to interview you on background. 
I noticed you're passionate about illuminating through storytelling, which is exactly what I want to interview you. I don't know this person. And of course, in my spirit, I want to be in service and try to help as many people. But I sent this to another friend who you know, I won't name the friend on the show. And she says, oh yeah, mm -mm, no, no, and no. Background. So isn't that interesting? Another code word, background. Because why wouldn't you say, if I was going to interview you, I would say, D, you're a founder, you're a CEO, you've had an amazing track record. I want to interview you and include you in my book. Do you see the difference? Background? What? So I wrote back and I said, thanks so much for thinking of me. I'll be passing on this opportunity. I wish you the best. Ouch, shots fired. Ouch. Oh gosh. <laughs> what is this background? What? Actually, friend, I will remind you because in the, first of all, background is canceled, everybody. Write that down. Oh, background say that again. But let me remind you, the friend that you called that said, absolutely not, I love it. I already know because I could tell energetically who that was. But let me tell you why our friend circle is so rich, because I did the same. I sent you something and you responded in the same way to me. You said, absolutely not. No, it's a no, no. And furthermore, no. Do you remember that? It was a major, I'm going to say, and again, we respectfully protect folks because a lot of this is, I'm going to do a sidebar here. A lot of this is blind spot. A lot of it is I'm going to say learning for a lot of people and not I'm I'm not saying it in such a way that I'm here to make excuses for people who are have a disregard for valuing people. I'm just saying that there is a way about gathering research and data and information and using I'm going to say using not leveraging using women of color using nope is that we're not going to make it pretty using women of color as background to keep us in the background because our voices are not background baby our voices baby we main stage we're a keynote we're main stage and we are the writers and the publishers we are the owners and the authorities in if culture we lead okay and so what i love about my wg girlfriends my white girlfriends they bring us alongside or we run along together but like for the most responsible ones, our, our WB friends or those who identify as not as people of color, the ones who know we're partnering and we're peers and we're equals versus background, you can only be in the background. So I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but background is canceled. And what that really, I love that you have a friend who told you no, because you were the friend who told me no. And I'm going to come back to the story. A major publisher of research a major publisher, mm -hmm. major, major, y'all, major, reached out to me, DC Marshall, Black woman over here, and said, hey, we follow you. So similar story, just as the person is reaching out to you, Mita, you remember. And they said, we're doing a story or research. So like, look, let's put this in the parking lot and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about where the research comes from. Okay, but let's come back to the story. And they said, but we want to know what's going on in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And with your clients, you don't have to name them and we wouldn't reference you. What? I send it, I forward, forward. And even though we protect, we protect the innocent, baby, I, we forward it. We for, This is what friends do in the chat. We forward without comments, by the way. We're screenshotting and forwarding. Friends, every, I'm telling you, every woman listening in on the show, guys, hold on for a second. You probably do the same, but probably more women. We all have the chat. We all have our own sister friend group chat. 
we screenshot, we talk and chat. And some of it is for support. Some of it is for kiki. We kiki and cut up. And then we brainstorm and strategize sometimes on how to respond or what this means. So that piece of research that where they invited me, I forwarded to Mita and Mita responded to me immediately. No, that's a no. And carry on, DC Marshall. So Mita, everybody becomes the coach. Maybe the coach. Listen, she became the coach. She said, no, absolutely not. We don't have time for that. So let's come back to your story. So the word that they use when she, she, he, she asks you for background. First of all, you're a best-selling author. When did this come, Mita? When? When? Tell me it came before the book. This is like um, a month after the book launches. I'm already a best-selling author at this point. Wall Street Journal, USA Today. Let me get this straight. On your, your LinkedIn profile, is first of all, you have over 100,000 followers, okay? You sneeze on LinkedIn, everybody swoops in because they want to see what they need to say about the sneeze. <laughs> but you are a best-selling author and somebody slides into your DMs that you don't know. And now they want you as background. That feels like thievery. It feels like theft. It feels like, I'm sorry. No, you're right. And so what I will say is, we've had a whole episode about how D showed up for me during my whole book process. So go check that out. I am lucky I had a number of people show up for me in my book journey. I had a number of people who didn't show up for me. And so for me, if I see a woman who's trying to publish a book and wants help, I'm inclined to help. That's something I want to do. Now, I don't know her. She could be a white woman. I don't know how she identifies. But here's the thing. Here's what I want to tease apart for everyone, because here's the lesson. You don't know me, but you've reached out to me. And I've said, yes, I'll, I'll take the inquiry. Send me the details. So if your intention was to quote me, there's a miss there because you only get one shot, right? So you got two shots. You found me on LinkedIn and then I said, send me a note here. So you could have said, you're passionate about storytelling. You have great stories on leadership. I plan to quote you and interview you in my book. Now, that wasn't the language that was used. The language used was background. So background means you want to pump me for my ideas and you want to incorporate them into your book. And let me tell you, when I was writing my book and when I was editing it, I stopped reading books. Why? Because I didn't want to unintentionally take someone's idea. Not on purpose, but it happens. So this, oh, the background piece, I want research. No, no. And I love, we're going to do an episode on all the things that are canceled. But you know what? Here's the thing where I applaud you. Before your book, you are hard to get. I mean, you do engage in your DMs. Like you are really responsible. People chat, ask. I feel like you respond to a lot. You don't give a lot on before the book. The fact that you you were so intentional after the book to do the same for another woman is very powerful or, or is uh, responsible and it just speaks to who you are. I mean, it really does, Mita, to be quite honest, because I'm going to be quite honest. Now, I'll be quite honest. I have received them. Actually, yeah, I did do one of those. I did one of those recently. I think that was really sweet. But here's what I will also add to this. I like that you gave the language of or sort of framed what she could have asked. But I'm going to go to, let's imagine that's me. And I don't really know what's appropriate to ask. So like, I'm going to just step in here for those of us, if I wanted to get you to contribute or I wanted this, what should I be asking for and what's appropriate? And it's, I think you said it, it's ask 
for permission to interview you and to quote you in the book? Credit me. That's what we want. Quote and credit. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing. New currencies come and go. Decades of savings lost in days. All showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, I'm Tomer Korn, LinkedIn's Chief Product Officer. On my podcast, Building One, we dive deep into what it takes to build great products. Recently, we had Zach Perret, the CEO of Plaid, and he shared about his struggles building a financial app for consumers and how he was able to turn it all around with a critical pivot. Take a listen. I personally couldn't resonate as much with the consumer set that we were trying to reach. I just didn't have that level of empathy. When we made the shift to building a B2B product though, I was building the product that I wanted. My co-founder and I were creating the product that we wanted ourselves, and we had so much empathy for what that product was. Such a great insight. You know, in that sense, we got lucky because we were, we were creating a thing for ourselves. And then the people that we were talking to also had the same problems we did. They were fintech developers. We'd been a fintech developer. Uh, we'd been trying to build a fintech product for a year. and so. We had such deep empathy. We had such a clear ability to... If you want to hear more of Zach Perret's story and the lessons that follow, listen and subscribe to my podcast, Building One. This is about, again, our episode, thank you for being here, Brown Table Talk community, women of color and our allies. Sounds like you want my ideas again for free. Again, again, again. This is why we keep talking about this because now I find there's like, huh, New language, background, research, this, that. And I want to tie it back to another episode that Dee and I did recently on Not All Feedback is Good Feedback, where we talked about my performance reviews over the years and how I always get more in the recent years feedback on my needing to collaborate more. And it's actually tied to this piece of what I think is theft of intellectual property and my ideas. So I'm happy to collaborate once I know that we are on equal footing. This show is all about collaboration, but you and I know that we are collaborating as partners. I've never once doubted that she's going to take something and run with it. And she's never doubted that about me, but that's the, the collaboration is also code for me. It's code when people I don't know well want me to collaborate. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, Let's talk about it. But also in a corporate setting, when you continue to get feedback on collaborating more, it's like, oh, is it because I'm just finally owning my own ideas and owning my team's ideas that you're feeling threatened that I need to collaborate more? Because you, listen, Dee, we're going to do real friend talk. Do I need to collaborate more? Is that feedback you have for me? Tell me, please. Collaborating more. And in fact, we talked about it on the last show. It was when there was nothing else you couldn't find anything else. That's number one. It's you can't find anything else, right? When you overperform, you're overqualified, you deliver high value. It's that's the place to go. Number one. Number two, collaborating more sounds like an entry level frontline. There it is. Entry level. Or you're threatened by the person. Let's be clear. Or you're threatened that they're actually delivering. Okay, so those are the three, right? But it's typically, it's early frontline, but that would never be feedback. In fact, for allies, no, actually not just allies, every people leader listening, if you manage people, 
like that probably should never be feedback for a people leader, a manager, because the very nature that they're leading other people, the requirement should have been because you already collaborate. So you never need to deliver feedback to collaborate at a higher level because that's why you have the job. You should, it would have been a flag on the field if you put somebody in the position, a high level leader, and you have to tell them that is one-on-one, that is basic. And that is a team player, not a team leader. So if I am entry level or early career, yeah, because I'm, I am not leading people. I am working with other people. And it is my first lesson in as a professional. So here's what I'll say to the allies listening in. If you want to collaborate with DNI, if you have an idea, if you want our time, and that's not just for us, for anyone, be specific about what the ask is. Because here's the thing. Some of you might be hearing this conversation for the first time and saying, oh, well, they're just being too sensitive. They just use the word background. What's the big deal? But what I'm trying to say is this has happened over the course of my entire career. My ideas have been stolen. They've been used as research. They've been used as background. I've had slides presented that were mine. I've had my name taken off documents, right? So if you think about it from that perspective, this isn't the first time this is happening to me. And so while the intention might have been good, this is the impact I felt. We don't know. I haven't talked to this woman. It's just a response I have over email. And so that's why for allies listening, make sure if you want to partner with us and collaborate that your full intent is to credit us. And to make sure you include that in the email or like in Dee's note, they were like, oh, we want your ideas, but we won't be crediting you. That was the most amazing note I've ever seen. We Give us all your ideas. Tell us all the trends you see in diversity, equity, inclusion. Give us the names of your clients. Include it all. Oh, and we don't need to include you. Don't worry about that part. We'll protect you. Yeah. Protect me from what? Take my ideas and remove my name. So that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. But this is good because again, on that last part, I think some of this is education for folks who have normalized this whole practice of background or borrowing or taking credit for or taking the lead and normalizing it to the extent that they don't feel anything about saying it. That's how you know. It's like, right, they don't really know. It's it's a blind spot, right? It's a blind spot in terms of not even knowing what is wrong with that whole thought process of, I'm going to interview you and take your ideas and incorporate it. Like they don't, it's just, it's normalized to that extent. And now I'm going to tell you where this gets uncomfortable or it could potentially. As a Black woman, folks, for me, what I hear, and we, I've talked about this on the show. This is why we did the show, to be quite honest. That is stealing or taking credit or taking the labor, the labor, right? And so where I'm going with this is I'll go 1619. I have a 1619 reference or lens of where anything as it pertains to ideas, thoughts, labor, like free labor, free anything reminds me of 1619 and which is significant for Black people who, of course, we are here in this country as part of the transatlantic slave trade. That was the history of this country. And so whenever there is a free ask or or an ask for something for free, automatically that's my frame and that's my lens. So that's the background. I mean, I think we made it clear on the, without the background that- But the background's so important. Background is important, but it's normalizing, but it's that it's so normalized, right? So present, present day is just normalizing. And again, if we go back to that researcher, 
I don't think they knew that the practice was a form of a systemic, that like it has some systemic underpinning, some systemic barrier, some systemic racism embedded. You're being too kind. You're being too kind, oh, my oh, friend. Oh, I think oh, they knew. Okay, okay, okay. I think they okay. knew. Listen, if I said the name and I won't do it, I won't do it here on the podcast because that's not how we roll. But they, yes, 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 and yes. Yes, Mita, yes, and yes. I'm going to disagree with you. I don't, friend, I don't think these people know. I think that's their process. This huge publication. I think that company, let's dissect this. That's that company's process. How they produce that annual or quarterly research is their process is to go and interview people and get other people's ideas. You think they really understand and like they're doing... Go ahead. Tell, convince me, friend. Come on with it. Listen, I know they have a head of DEI there who moved on. So maybe that's the reason, too. I oh, said that you know that? Com- you know the people? I know there? the company. I know some of the people. Uh, not anymore, but I did. And so I just, no. And listen, let me rewind and say that again, because I doubt the head of DEI was included in this. But these are the things that chief diversity officers should be included in. In the business part of putting this major report together, That that part is like, huh. Why weren't they included? Because if they were included, this probably wouldn't happen. But oh, I, you might be right. And I would say, let me call out a, a research report that I like, and I think they bring up interesting trends every year is McKinsey and the Lean In Report, Women in the Workplace. And I noticed that they actually do anonymous attributions, but I think they do that for a reason because they're talking about highly sensitive things. But I've also noticed they've they've also attributed people where necessary. So I don't know. Listen, remains to be seen. You're right. You're right. And I'm right. Yeah. We're both, but you know what? there may be people who may, yeah. Yeah. But I, th- yeah. I think you're right. You know why? I, well, I think there's an aspect that I get from what you're saying. Could it have been that it was that person who doesn't really know what they're doing? Sure. You're right. And it we could all be that have that. We all have people. Let's go back to the person who asked me for the interview and the person who asked me. These are people who are responsible for producing content or subject matter expertise or an opinion, and they don't really have it all. And so they, right, that's an individual thing. That's not a systemic barrier. We're talking about surface. We're talking about people, people who go to other people for other people's ideas. And so you might be right that it So I would so here's what I would think like the woman who's writing the book who reached out to me that's a an example of how individuals are acting and how they shouldn't be acting and trying to take our work on background and research the huge company we're talking about who produces many many reports that approach D yes that's an individual who made the request but they're part of a bigger system so train your people train your people right And they didn't send that note to just you. I'm sure they sent the note to other people. And what really hurts my heart is that other people gave them ideas and didn't get credited. That's what hurts my heart because you had, we have each other and we have other people in our community who will be like, don't do it. No, 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 no. It's always so like, no, it's, I mean, we get, we shut each other down, Uh, but you know what? Respectfully on behalf of each other, we will say, no, it's a no. You know why? Because friends could always always call friends could always call BS. Like yeah, no, no, and no, and move on. Let's continue on about our day. We're not even going to talk about this. That's a no. It's a no. It's a no. Because I'll show up like you did. We always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We are kind people, and so oh, so and so reached out. I think, and you'll be like, no, 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 and I'll do the same. Uh, no, D, mm-mm, delete. 
And last thing on that one, you said, you know, this could, I think we thought about that company, like this really could be a teachable moment. But I remember we were in the thick of both of us individually, like really heavy and a lot of volume because I feel like it was right after, wasn't it right after the diversity tipping point? I feel like it was. Yeah, it was, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Right. And it was. And so we thought about, you know, this could really be an opportunity, like a a conversation, a let's help, help you with this, but really collaborate, right? Because it could have been an opportunity for a strategic partnership, but we didn't have time for that at that point. Like, you know. No, no. It's like, you know, we do what we can. And that's why we're here with this podcast. We do what we can, friend. Okay, we're going to head over to the tips now. Okay, Dee, that could have been another hour, but here we are as we wrap up this conversation. We're going to head into tips. Dee, I'm going to hand you the mic for one and two. All right. Number one is easy. Background is canceled. It's just not appropriate. We're not bringing that with us into the future. That should have gone away and been canceled at the diversity tipping point, but we'll say effective immediately. Notice has been served. File memo. Background is canceled. and. Tip number two, I'm going to piece this together, what I got from you, Mita. I-Q-C, ask to interview, quote, and credit when you are asking for uh, background. It's I-Q-C, interview, quote, and credit. All right, Mita, over to you for number three. Listen, Dee's making me sound smart. That's amazing. Thank you, my friend. Number three. Dee has said this a lot in the past, and she's taught me this. How is this mutually beneficial? Ask that question. Collaboration is over. Be specific, my friends. We all want to partner and do great work together. But how is this mutually beneficial? And with that, thank you so much for being here at our table. If you enjoyed this conversation, please like it. Please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. Subscribe, review, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. Brown Table Talk.